0: Welcome to Fatal Error. I'm Saroosh Kanlou.
1: And I'm Chris Tzombak.
0: Um Recording a special episode uh, here from, I'm at 360 iDev in Denver.
1: Yeah, how's the conference um, going? Yeah. Conference is
0: pretty good. I gave, the, I gave the keynote today, which was really fun. Um, I think it went pretty good, uh, pretty well. Um, I, I think some of the talking that we did about it last week or however many weeks ago that was, um, about sort of like what I was going to talk about kind of nailed down of so the ideas a little better. So That's I do good. appreciate talking about it here. Yeah, it was nice. Cool.
1: Yeah. I'm glad that was helpful.
0: Yeah. Um, today we were thinking about talking about the first apps that we ever made. Um, I know I in particular have some really funny horror stories, uh, um, <laughs> the first app that I made and uh chris i don't know much about i don't know much about the first apps that you've made so i would love to hear about them too
1: yeah we we definitely can dig into that i don't know if i really have horror uh horror stories but uh we'll see
0: well so i wasn't really much of a developer before i started so I did, there was a lot of things that i didn't know um so when, when did you did you ever release an app like under your own name on the app store
1: yeah, definitely. I've released a couple apps on my own name under the App Store at one point or another, mostly several years ago now at this point. <laughs> what uh, what did they do? Uh, so I think the first one, I'm trying to remember the history here exactly. Uh, if I'm remembering right, the first one was a pretty simple app that let you check um, how many computers were open in U of M's uh, U of M's engineering computer labs, uh, U of M University of Michigan, where I went to uh, school and where I now work. Interesting. So, how did you do that? So there are our, um, there was a website that you could go to that showed you like how many computers were being used in all of the uh, like College of Engineering's computer labs. Uh, it didn't mm-hmm. work for all the computer labs on campus; only the ones that were like the engineering ones, but. You know, those are that was good enough. That was most of the computer. Um, that that was most of the computer labs on the engineering campus. And so, on this website, I just you know like looked at how does this website work and where does it get its data? Because I just got this iPhone thing, and it would be kind of cool <laughs> to have this data on there, in an app. And uh, it was just some like JSON files that the website was pulling and downloading, and that was open to everyone. So. Uh, if I'm remembering right, uh, this was a like pretty simple app that just pulled down the these JSON files, or, or one JSON file. I forget even how how that was structured. And uh, put this stuff into a table view.
0: Wow. And uh, what year was this? Do you remember?
1: Uh, so this is still on GitHub, because everything Ooh, nice. is on GitHub. Um, and if I scroll through the commit history here... Okay. Initial commit was on January twenty seventh, twenty twelve.
0: Uh, make sure to drop that into the into the show notes.
1: Okay. Yeah, we'll put um, we'll put this repo in the show notes. Yeah, man. I'm sure looking at this code, especially the older code, is going to be really really interesting. So January yep. twenty twelve was, I think, right when I was getting into iOS development. Uh, mm-hmm. Previous to that, I was um, working part time at a startup in Ann Arbor during college, and was doing Android work there. And uh, the guy who was doing our, our iOS app, um, my friend Andrew here in Ann Arbor, started teaching me iOS as well, so I could work on both the iOS and Android apps at work. And so I think this was a, a project to, uh, I don't know, project to just like help practice my iOS skills and do something fun, uh, something fun with these skills that would be useful for me.
0: Nice. That's a, pretty good, uh, that's a pretty good little project. Because like, I remember, like, I think, especially when you're trying to figure out, like, oh, what could I make? People have a tough time um, coming up with good project ideas. And that's a really good one.
1: Yeah, it's hard to come up with a good first project idea. And it's really, I think it's critical to have one when you're starting something new. You're like learning a new language, learning a new framework, um, learning to write an iOS app, learning to write an Android app, write anything. Mm-hmm. You've, I really think that you should be or at least for me, it works best if I'm like trying to get to some goal that I have in mind and, right. uh, just coming up with a good goal is, uh, is tricky.
0: Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Uh, and then, uh, what's the name of the project?
1: Uh, so the project is called, um, cane lab status and that, uh, I'll, I'll we'll throw a link in the show notes. Kane is an acronym that stands for Computer Aided Engineering Network, I think. Um, <laughs> and that was just the name of the like engineering computer network that ran these labs. Nice. Yeah. So if you dig through this, the commit history here, you, uh, you will see some of my really earliest iOS code. And this was also, I mean, what version of iOS was out in January of 2012?
0: 2012 was, I think, iOS five.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. This was definitely pre, yeah. uh, like pre iOS seven. Yeah, and so if you dig yeah. through this commit history, it looks like I actually kept maintaining this for a couple, like a year or two after I graduated before I eventually got bored and was like, I'm not supporting this anymore.
0: What uh, what features did it have besides telling you like how many um, computers were sort of in use?
1: Um. I mean, I think that was pretty much the feature. Like I you yes. could you could list computer labs. Um I don't even know if I have like screenshots anywhere here. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. You could so you you the University of Michigan has two campuses, uh the, that have engineering computer labs anyway. There's North Campus, which is where engineer the engineering school is, um, as, along with uh art and architecture and music and some other uh th- I think that's most of what's up there and uh, central campus where um, most of the other, like most of the other colleges are. And so the feature of this app is that you could filter whether you wanted to view all of the labs or just those on one of those campuses. Nice. Cause like nice. you're not going to take a bus between campuses to go find a computer. Right. Um, right. And I think it showed you, it might've even showed you which specific computers in a lab were open I'd have to dig through the code honestly to, to remember what all this did. Um but yeah, this was uh you, you if you dig through these commits, I'm sure you'll find some uh embarrassing code. And some well, these are
0: Yeah, some not not bad stuff. I'm looking at the app delegate now, it's not terribly long, which is great. I mean it's uh, it does have app. a It does have a singleton data controller. Yeah, uh, that which is sounds great. About right. And um, you prefix all of your categories. So for like UI color, if you added a color to it, um, you prefixed it. So it's really very good hygiene, you know. Uh,
1: Andrew, uh, my my friend Andrew, is one of the uh, shout out to Andrew Sardone here in Ann Arbor. Uh, he taught me well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I bet we could we could go through this stuff and find some really funny things.
1: Oh, I mean, if you if you go through the commit history and find, well, I'll link to the like initial commit in the. Uh, in the show notes as well, because I'll bet I have to click through everything and get the initial commit again here. But I'll bet that the initial commit is um, maybe a little bit more, uh, a little bit less well-polished.
0: Yeah. The GitHub doesn't let you just jump to the last page with the commits. You just have to keep saying older and older, which is kind of annoying.
1: No, it really doesn't.
0: Um, yeah, but you, it looks like you did quite a bit of work on this.
1: I don't know. It looks like the initial commit is just the like Xcode project template. Nice. i'm impressed that's with my git hygiene for being a college student <laughs> oh man um all
0: your <laughs> classes have three letter prefixes which i think we even in 2012 I was like that was pretty forward looking
1: that's uh all credit to that is um to andrew honestly who nice. taught me ios to start with
0: um <laughs> And then your your uh, your lab model has like a huge initializer in it with building room human name host count latitude longitude. Oh boy, those days were great.
1: Where is this? I gotta get those immutable models. <laughs> <laughs> are they immutable? I mean the uh, these yeah they are like read only.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Nice. <laughs> this is a really really polished first app, I would say.
1: So Good yeah, it tells you whether you can has it has color printing there.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good shit. Has scanning. Yeah. You maybe want to scan stuff. That's right. Uh, this is good stuff. This is really good.
1: I wonder, uh, I wonder if this even all still compiles probably cause it's not swift.
0: This is very funny. I found something very, very good in here. Uh, what did I do? Um, so in, in DZC host info API client, uh, you set up basically an API client with like a base URL. Uh-huh. um, and, you know, you register your uh, AF networking JSON operation class, whatever, you register the default header type for accept as traffic um, JSON <laughs> as accept. And the last one is commented, I'm an asshole. <laughs> and it's setting the user agent to pretend to be Chrome, <laughs> which I assume was necessary for some kind of bug.
1: Yeah, that might have been necessary. <sighs> I so don't funny. remember why I did that. Is there... um? If I look at blame, uh, the commit message just says networking tweaks. See, that's not a very good <laughs> commit message.
0: Uh, I think it's a great commit, <laughs> commit message. That's really funny.
1: No, networking tweaks? Come on. I, uh, the, a good commit message would, like, would include one tweak and explain it. Well,
0: and a good comment would say why, why you needed this instead of just, you know.
1: So that comment was apparently added in a different commit uh significantly later.
0: <laughs> That's also very funny.
1: <laughs> um like almost a year after that code was written. So Nice. There you go. So yeah, this was I think my first iOS app. Now, um obviously I didn't or, you know, as I've mentioned, I didn't come at this knowing nothing about iOS. I had I think at this point I had been doing a little bit of iOS stuff at work. Um for at least a few months before I did this. so, But I think this was the first app that uh, was totally mine and that I submitted to the store. Look, there's a bootstrap script in here. uses CocoaPods.
0: <laughs> CocoaPods is pretty good. That's a surprise. I wouldn't have necessarily expected you to, um, to use CocoaPods even back in those days, given that everything else in this project is so clean. Hey. Um
1: hey. I'm looking at uh, commit messages here. Say remove the od refresh control pod because i got that that was added in when ios 6 right Um, the like native ios refresh control
0: yeah that sounds right
1: yeah so four years ago
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know blast from the past
1: yeah yeah so this will we will definitely throw this in the show notes and uh everyone can feel free to critique my ancient um (laughs) ancient code oh was this uh Oh, look at the um there was something clever that I did in here. All right. I live,
0: really like clever code.
1: Look at CDZ table view split delegates.
0: Table view split delegate. Is this like a multicast delegate?
1: For some reason, I there's a good comment. Look at line two of this of uh of this file too. <laughs>
0: Import, Import objective C slash runtime. Shit just got real.
1: <laughs> this is oh, amazing. Dear. So for some reason, I wanted my table view delegate and scroll view delegate to be separate objects, right? And I don't remember why that is, but um, this is like a f- mediator delegate object. So you could set your table view delegate to wait. Is that true? Yeah, I think that's true because t- UI table view delegate inherits from UI scroll view delegate, right?
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Or inherits might not be the right word, but like
1: Yeah, that's right. I don't know, the protocols not...
0: inherit for each other. Whatever it is, it does like
1: yeah. come down from it. Yeah. yeah. So I forget why I wanted to do this, but I had forgotten about this until just now. But it was a I it was a cool metaprogramming trick.
0: Yeah, this is really this is great, uh great runtime code. Super clean, very easy to read,
1: very nice. Man. Yeah, I'd forgotten about this. I don't remember what this is for. I'm realizing this is probably not super interesting for our listeners since it's literally just (laughs) us commenting at code that we're looking at.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, but yeah, no, I don't don't know. I think it's cool. Uh, And you also changed the um, the prefix at that point. Before it was DZC, and then for that one it was CDZ.
1: Well, I wonder what that. You know, you know why that is. No, I don't. The other uh, other types in here are specific to this application. Mm. Whereas this uh, file could, in theory, be reused elsewhere.
0: I gotcha. That in makes sense. Other
1: CDZ code bases. Right, right, right. Nice. This is cool. Yeah. This is what it so from the past. It really is a blast, especially yeah. for me. <laughs> I haven't looked at uh, this code in years. <laughs> yeah. This is good. When this
0: goes away, this CDZ or DZC lab status helper
1: uh, what's a helper
0: <laughs> what's a helper um, oh my god
1: <laughs>
0: yeah it is a helper it's fully a helper did you write tests for this code Chris
1: no I don't think there's test coverage <laughs> for
0: this this is perfect code to write tests for
1: yeah absolutely so the idea to put this in the show notes as well so that people can know what we're talking about this will definitely go in the show notes so if i'm remembering the yeah oh this one actually has documentation right at the top it says the this lab status api that i was using doesn't report a status for every lab or every building I think what that means, and if I'm remembering, like vague memories are coming back to me, that meant that some of the labs came back with status, like whether it was open or closed, but not all of them did. So mm-hmm. this class would take a like a lab model and check what building it's in, and basically have the hours for that building hard coded in, including yes. like dealing with uh, whether it's weekends. I didn't get right, as far right, right. as hard as like coding breaks and holidays into here, which you know yeah, I g- gotta draw the line somewhere.
0: you hard code the Gregorian calendar in here, mm. um yeah. which would maybe be a bad thing, but this is designed to only be used in Michigan. um you maybe would even want to actually hard code the time zone as well
1: yeah, that's true, huh? yeah, I think yeah. this maybe assumes that you're
0: you're in Eastern.
1: I think the assumption was if you're not on Michigan's campus, this app is probably not super useful to you anyway,
0: so... <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: We have an interesting um, time zone bug with Beacon right now where it's not really a bug. It's like a user interface enhancer that we want to do. It's not a
1: bug. It's a feature. It's working exactly as we wrote the code.
0: <laughs> well, it is it is working in, as intended. It's just people don't think about time zones before they make events. So we're using Beacon here at 360iDev. And, um... The people will make events from their like local time zones, so somebody was in Central and made an event for a donut run, but they wanted to make it for seven thirty mountain time, but they made it at seven thirty central time, not realizing that the, that the time zones would matter, and then when they got here, it was the wrong time hmm. um, and so I think we need some some basically some code that says, "Hey, if you are not in the time zone that your you know events venue is in." then we should show you both. We should say your current time zone is this, and that's the time. And then in the time zone that you will be in when this event happens, um, the time will be this so that you can adjust and you can see that like, oh, there's a concern here. And I made the exact same mistake with my with my keynote. I made it for 9.30 a.m., mm-hmm. but I made it for 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, which is 7.30 here.
1: Yeah. So, so that's challenging yeah. because what happens if the offset between your time zone and the event time zone is different between now and when the event happens. For example, what if the event is in a state that doesn't observe Daylight Saving Time, like Indiana, Mm -hmm. but I schedule an event from uh, Michigan, which, apparently little-known fact, Michigan is still in the eastern time zones, the same as New York and D.C., and everything. So what if I create an event in Indiana, now, for after Daylight Saving Time ends, then that offset is different.
0: Right. That so is really gonna, tough. I don't know if there's any APIs we can lean on for that.
1: Well That's interesting. You just have to make sure that the date is correct that you're using for these calculations too, right? You can't right. do it with a um you you can't just do a like a number of hours offset. I was this seems like something you could solve just with better design basically. Like maybe If you know the location where the event is going to be held, maybe you just only schedule it in, like, local time for that day in that location, right? I mean... Right. That
0: could be right, and it probably would be right more often than it would be wrong. Yeah. But I think still the best thing to do is tell the user exactly what's happening. Um, If you've ever used... um, Google or Apple, I've actually, I don't know if Google maps does, I assume they do, but Apple maps does do this. If you're driving from one time zone to another time zone, uh, it will say like, so I drove from, um, I think from Vegas, which is in Pacific to, um, the Hoover dam, which is like the bridge between the mountain time and Pacific time. And then I went on beyond that to go to Zion national park and um it said so you would basically be leaving vegas at let's say noon and then you'd be arriving at um it would be an hour and a half drive but you'd be arriving at zion at like 12 30 and it would say 12 30 comma mst so that you knew that you are also going to go over a a time zone switch um when you when you go to this place so
1: that's interesting yeah I don't yeah. know if kind of, Google Maps does that, but I assume that anything Apple Maps does, Google Maps does, and probably better. <laughs> probably, probably it probably isn't, but... So, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, so, so I want to add in some, some some basic time zone support here uh, into the app, which would be would be nice to tell people, especially if it's going to be used for conferences. You're, you're often right. traveling across time zones to get to conferences. So.
1: Yeah, I would just say, like, really consider the design here, and I if it were me, I think my first step would be to make the um like event time zone and date the primary part of this interface and just have maybe a little bit of text underneath that says, you know, by the way, this time is going to be X in your time zone. Right. Or in your right. yeah, in your current local time zone. Yeah.
0: I wonder if there is support for getting the daylight savings time status at a specific date in a specific GPS location. Because like, you know, there's that old thing about, hmm. you know, the United States observes daylight savings time. Arizona does not observe it, but then the Navajo Nation does observe it, which is inside of Arizona, and then the Hopi Nation, which is inside the Navajo Nation, then it's flipped again, and so it's like this many levels nested thing of like like who supports daylight savings time. So you can't really just say, well, if you're in Arizona, there's no daylight savings time, because it's still more complicated than that. Yeah. So I wonder if there's some kind of like ICU or ICU equivalent thing.
1: There must that be that would some way to. There, there must be some way to do this yeah i don't know yeah there's
0: got to be or an api like worst case that you can hit and be like okay given this gps location what time is it going to be there or what's their offset going to be
1: right on this day yeah 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 so
0: that'd hmm. be an interesting thing i should look into daylight savings time is actually something i had not considered at all that i uh, was thinking about this feature
1: yeah what conferences take when do we switch um in the u.s don't we switch back in october now
0: it's October now yeah
1: yeah so that all that is the potential to affect um, what, what conference is it that is or at least was last year in Philly in the fall was that Cocoa Love? that was
0: Cocoa Love yeah. yeah but I think they're done now so that's that's not going to be a thing
1: anymore yeah. oh, well, as long as there are no conferences in the fall or winter then we just don't have to <laughs> worry about DSP
0: <laughs> well and the, and the important <laughs> scary part is the bridge like if you're if it's right before daylight savings mm-hmm. time the conference is right after yeah and then that's the really scary part
1: you just have to make um, sure you're doing your calculations with the, like date, not just calculating the time zone offset as it is right now.
0: Um, right, 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 right. Yeah. So I will look into that for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would be a nice little feature to have in the app.
1: So, what was your first app or first apps?
0: Uh, there were there were two apps I did as an indie before, like doing you know more like I always work as like an employee or as like a contractor. The first one uh was uh it was called markup i i added you to the git repo i unfortunately can't make it public because it has um mm, okay activation codes for certain paid libraries that i that i needed um and i don't know the status of being able to share that but i did add you uh so we can talk about it a little bit and okay. the commit history isn't too bad because i there's a lot of interesting stories here i'm finding um,
1: my github notifications here Nice. Uh, And logging into GitHub.
0: Uh, So basically what this app did, it was like kind of coda for the iPad. Um, (laughs) So it would let you like create these sites. The site had like a sort of external URL and then like an FTP URL. And then you would use FTP to connect to a given site, browse the files, edit a text file, upload it, and then preview like the changes that you made.
1: Okay. And
0: cool. um yeah, this was an app on the iPad App Store. Um but I did a lot of really funny weird things because I had no idea what I was doing. So I was like the exact opposite of you. Well,
1: oh, so the first things that stand out to me here, you've got um first of all your commit messages are all just like markup one point three, markup two point zero point one.
0: Right. So the reason for that is that I wasn't using Git for tracking this project what i was doing instead was using dropbox oh <laughs> um because dropbox has version history and it was something that i knew how to use
1: okay yeah that's yeah that's fair i'm glad you're using Git now so yeah and then
0: a- and then each uh each time there was like a new version i would actually make a new folder and just to preserve that version of the code and then i was able to like reverse engineer that here on August second, 2012, um, mm. to like be a git history. So I would add oh. all the files from the first version, commit, add all the files from the second version, commit, and so on.
1: That explains why all of these commits have the same date.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So this app I started in 2010.
1: Oh, that explains why all four commits in this history have the same date. Okay, but so this dates from yeah. 2010.
0: Yes, yes. I um, and I think the dates of the files will be correct. Yeah. So created by Suresh Khan on March 9th uh 2000 or 2010, yeah.
1: Yeah. You're yeah. so one of the things that you commented about was using uh prefixes on my classes. Mm-hmm. I noticed that you haven't done that. Honestly, like we're ba- we're not using prefixes on classes now even in in many cases when they need to uh when they need to interrupt with Objective-C, even in Swift. Like, if I were starting a new Objective-C project today, I don't know that I would add cl- uh, prefixes to all my class names. I definitely yeah. would add prefixes to my extensions still, because there's a, a much more potential for conflict there. But uh, right. I'm 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 50-50 on that now, which I realize is heresy, but we're not writing Objective-C <laughs> anymore, so... That's right.
0: So I think Swift will basically take care of this for you and they use their like namespacing to just kind of figure out the right thing to do. Yeah, but um, you... In Objective-C today, I don't prefix um, the classes. So my second project, I did start prefixing classes. This one I didn't. And I've never prefixed categories because I think it looks really
1: ugly. And that's really the most important thing when it comes to code. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so what are, the, uh, what are the interesting things that you have going on in this, uh, in this app? Like, can you direct me to?
0: So the the most interesting thing is, I'm not sure if we can find it in the code. Um, you probably can if you go to the initial commit. And no, I guess it would be. It's got to be one point three. I don't know. I don't know exactly where where it would be. But essentially, I I had heard of the concept of a model, but I didn't really know what it was. Mm, okay. And I was I was like really figuring this programming stuff out. And um, one of the things that uh, I ended up doing was I needed a way to store kind of structured data. Um, I had this concept of a site that you could add and, um, and you know, that site had, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of important data in it. Um, such as, you know, the FTP URL, the, the password, the username, the port, all that stuff. Um, and I didn't know that I could just like make my own object to like store this stuff in. Oh yeah. So, and I didn't even think to use a dictionary for this. I literally used an array and I put each, uh, property of the object at a specific index in that array and remembered which indexes correspond to which properties.
1: These aren't even extracted into constants. No,
0: they're not. They're absolutely not. I didn't know anything.
1: Uh, you've come a long way. (laughs) <laughs> I have come a long way.
0: <laughs> um,
1: this is... Yeah, um, and so
0: so all over the code, you'll see, this is, what is this, canessence of ordering or whatever? Mm-hmm. All over the code base, you will see, like, um, di- like, site data objected index 3, and that represents the server URL. And I just Man. knew that 3 represents server URL. And sometimes I had, a, I had, there's one place in the app where you can go, look up what they all mean. Um, there's one file, I forget
1: which one it is. Um, huh. That yeah. must have been really annoying to work with.
0: It was, it was pretty bad. Um, I, and, and the thing is, I, I know I'd, I'd heard of model view controller before. I just like didn't know how it applied. And I was like, it kind of seems like it fits here, but I don't necessarily know how it fits it. And then, so if you go to, I think 2.0, um, the code base, uh, for 2.0.1 has an actual site model class.
1: Okay. Let me see. So yeah. So it, we're looking at 1.3 now. And if we skip ahead to, the next version 2.0.1
0: let's see here um yeah site.m um i can send it to you in, in slack um yeah this actually has properties for each of the things they actually have types um you know they have names they <laughs> auto complete all that stuff
1: nice yeah this is much better i see yeah. it, this is a immutable model still
0: it is a mutable model. Again, didn't know about any of this mutability stuff. That's that was like not really on my radar. <laughs> um, I do have an enum up here of connection type none, connection type FTP, and connection type SFTP.
1: Very nice.
0: Um, what else? It's it's There's a lot of embarrassing things in this code base. Um, uh,
1: that's okay. Um, yeah, Apdellic,
0: it's pretty big.
1: It did look like you converted this to arc it's oh no this is still non arc isn't it
0: yeah that's actually another funny story um I I didn't really understand what retain and release were doing yeah this is still manual reference cutting I didn't really still understand it at that point point. and so what would happen is like I'd be working with it and the site would cr- and the app would crash and I'd be like okay well maybe I just need to retain here and I'd put a retain in and then the app would stop crashing I'd be like great I good. It.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Um. yeah so that was that was the first app that I ever made
1: yeah wow. a lot of
0: embarrassing right. stuff in here like you said I've come a long way <laughs>
1: man
0: yeah it's and I mean I, I don't like regret making code like this because like you gotta start from somewhere oh yeah absolutely it is very embarrassing yeah yeah
1: no it's fun everyone starts somewhere
0: <laughs> yeah that's right and um and, you know, I think the important thing is is basically recognizing, hey, this array thing is really not working. Like, there's got to be a better way than this. <laughs> uh, and 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 going off of that and building off of that and, like, figuring out what the solution is for that thing. Likewise with Git, like, I'd heard of Git, and I knew that it was a thing. I just didn't know how to use it, where to get it. Like, it's a pretty, you know, especially if you don't have, um, I think, I, I, sometimes I feel like not having a CS degree, like, um, made it so I wouldn't understand that stuff. So, um, not knowing like that Git is actually installed on your computer already. It's like, you know, not the most accessible thing in the world, but it can be used by human beings. Um, would have, would have been good to know. Yeah. Um, I was also on a big crunch for this app. Uh, I decided to build it like a week after the iPad was announced, which was January, 2010. And I had to ship it by the time the iPad shipped, which was, um, April, 2010. So four months um to build this thing.
1: Okay, so yeah. So you were on a time crunch.
0: I was on a pretty tight timeline. I don't regret using Dropbox for version control and you know. And uh, you know, you forget stuff out, you get better.
1: Yeah, so, definitely. No, I mean yeah. going back to like Git for a second, that isn't really something that I learned in my like CS education. I learned that uh again from working at this startup part time during college and then took it like took that and that knowledge and evangelized it to uh fellow students in the cs program some of whom thought it would just was annoying and pointless like i remember one project where it was a group project and one of the guys just hated that uh, that we were making him use git and so every commitment he would just commit a random you know a a completely random set of changes with a commit message a and push it up to the git server (laughs)
0: yikes that's not great
1: no i assume he's gotten past that since that was like eight years ago
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um and and you know the funny thing is i definitely saw some of the value in it because i would go back in time in the dropbox version history and pull out code that i had deleted and so i was using features that i you know would later use git for um but yeah, so I'm I'm glad now that yeah. I know now I'm a big boy and I use Git. Um, I feel good.
1: <laughs> we have a topic on our show uh, ideas list uh, about just Git usage and writing good commit messages, and a, sort of just thinking about how producing documentation is at least part of our like jobs in professional software development, right? Um, yeah, definitely, or at least I think it is. So we can um, I, I can, I can probably talk for half an hour about that. I would say
0: <laughs> that'd be a good future episode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I, you you mentioned a couple different first apps. Was there anything else that you wanted to throw in after um, uh, what was what was the app called? Mar- Mark. Markup.
0: Markup. Yeah. Um, there, so the second app that I made was, it was called Fireside and it was a podcast app and it was synced through a service and you could like listen on the web, pause, and then keep listening on your phone. I think it was well ahead of its time. Uh, this was around 2012.
1: Really? You, you made a podcast app called a podcast related piece of software called Fireside.
0: I did. Yeah. I know that Dan Benjamin now has,
1: um,
0: (laughs) and it's actually the same URL. Fireside.fm used to be the URL of my thing. Oh, wow. and um, I let it go because I was using it, and now he uses Fireside Fireside.fm for his thing, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Uh, cool. Maybe I should have kept it in so. Uh But Fireside, <laughs> I will say, um, I can add you to Git repo for that too, but um, Fireside, I did start using Git, um, although I used it from within the Xcode interface, which is very funny. Um, I did start using models. I did start prefixing my classes. There were more singletons, which I regret, but um you know we we well, we have to go through these phases as we learn to program i think
1: yeah absolutely we'll add a link in our show notes to uh discussion on singletons oh,
0: yeah which we, we absolutely will <laughs> and i did a I did a manual reference counting to um automatic reference counting conversion while i was building that oh um, because interesting. that came out
1: while i was working on it see i think i when was that like when did that when did arc first come out it was June
0: 2012, because I remember I started this app. The, the thing that actually got me to start the second app was um, the very first episode of Back to Work, uh, where uh, Merlin was just like, why haven't you shipped yet? And I was like, why well, haven't you shipped yet? Because I haven't started. And I went home that night and started working on this project. And that was January 2012. And I remember shipping uh, in around fall of 2012. Um, so I know that art came out that June.
1: Okay, Cool. And I think January 2012, at least according to Git, was when I started working on that uh, my first app too. Nice, cool. nice. Yeah.
0: Oh, I... So yeah, it's been a nice walk down memory lane.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This has been fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, um, we would love to have your support. There's a whole bevy of uh episodes that you haven't heard um all the even numbered episodes are hiding on on patreon and it's five bucks a month to hear them the patreon helps keep our podcast sponsor free and we really like it that way uh so yeah if you want to support us hop over there and uh and subscribe
1: yeah absolutely as sir said it uh, helps keep the podcast sponsor free uh which we think is uh maybe a little less annoying to, for people to listen to and uh <laughs> they they Pays for editing costs and hosting fees and things like that. Uh, and to those of you who are supporting us on Patreon, thank you very much. Uh, it really means a lot to us.
0: Uh, Dugga Dugga, Real time follow up. Copyright, um, automatic, Copyright <laughs> uh, automatic reference. Copyright John Syracuse. Automatic reference counting actually came out in w- at WWC 2011.
1: Okay, that sounds right to me because my yeah. the, when I was looking at even the first commit for my app, I think it was Arc already.
0: Yeah, how I don't know why I hadn't adopted it yet. I don't know what the deal was with that. Maybe I have the timeline wrong. Maybe I started the app in 2011.
1: Hmm. Who knows? Hard to say. Yeah. You'll, you'll anyway, have to, have to check Dropbox. <laughs>
0: <God> damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have my belt because I'm in Denver. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got you covered.
0: <laughs> oh man, Chris, this uh, is, is, right. great. This is um, great. As always, great to talk to you. I'll, I'll talk,
1: talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>